Welcome to The Lead, a podcast where we learn how to get ahead in the media industry from the people who did it. I'm Noelle Lashley. In this episode of The Lead, I talk to former WSB TV news anchor Monica Pearson. Pearson started her broadcast news career at WHAS TV in her hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. She made the move to WSB TV in the 1970s and made history as the first minority and the first woman to anchor the evening news in Atlanta. She helped to guide the Atlanta community through the news of the day for over 30 years. Since her retirement from WSB-TV in 2012, she has earned a master's degree from UGA and started a career in radio, just to name a few things. In this episode, we talk about how a newsroom team can turn into a family, the importance of being proactive instead of reactive, and how we can truly connect with the communities we serve. But first, a word from our sponsor. This podcast was created by the Cox Institute for Journalism Innovation, Management, and Leadership as part of its Innovation Fellowship Program. To learn more, go to grady.uga.edu slash Cox Institute. Well, thank you for doing this with me. I know how crazy today is. Can you tell me a little bit about why you're at UGA today? The Georgia Association of Broadcasters always inducts new journalists into their (laughs) Hall of Fame, and they always ask me to come and emcee the program, and I enjoy doing it for two reasons. One, to see people who've been in the business 20 years or more, and those not just on the air but behind the scenes, being inducted into the Hall of Fame because they have made broadcasting in Georgia what it is. But I also enjoy it because I get to see what the future is broadcasting is going to be. Four students get $1,500 scholarships. Well, today it was five students got $1,500 scholarships. And to hear what they're already doing, so many of the students are so professional while they're in Grady. So when they come out of school, they can hit the ground running. And it's exciting to see what young people are going into in this business. Uh, One inductee is doing digital, which is really, that's what we're all about now, whether you're in radio, television, newspaper, and even magazines, there's a digital component for all of them. So I like participating in this because I get to praise the old guard who got us to where we are and then see where we're going with our scholarship winners. I'm friends with several of the scholarship winners, and I love working with them because it's exciting to see people take so many chances, Mm -hmm. because in Grady, we're trying to revamp the industry a little bit and see what we can do. For example, Charlotte, I worked with her on a virtual reality journalism team last semester. Which I find fascinating. And it's amazing. And they're all so willing to just take those chances. Mm -hmm. And this is a safe place to take them. You can experiment here without it costing you rating points or costing you money in ad sales. And this is where you develop ideas that can be put into the workplace later on. And to me, that makes it exciting. It's like an incubator. (laughs) And I loved hearing the inductees today talk about how it was their teams who made them who they are. Yes. And that's important. I think uh, journalism... For many people think, well, it's just the reporter. Well, it's not just the reporter. There are so many people behind the scenes. It does no good for me to work in television if I don't have a photographer who can shoot and I don't have an editor who can take what was shot 
and put it with my words and make it the package that it needs to be, both verbally and visually. But then someone's got to promote it, and then someone's got to sell time on the air. And so many people just see what's in the front, not realizing there are so many people in the background who work as a team. And Tim McVeigh's comments were so true. You know, it's the product that makes you that makes you good and compete, but it's the people who make you win and let you win. I love it anytime anybody ever mentions them or mentions the photog mm -hmm. who goes out with them in the storm or mentions the producer who mm -hmm. is helping them inside. I just I love the the family sense of it too. And that's what this business is. Uh, no matter how you look at it, you know, yes, we're in the business of news, and yes, we are competitive, but it really is a family. It truly is a family, because I've been on breaking news stories where a piece of equipment goes and another photographer from another station will help you, or you hold a mic sometimes for another person. It, there are, we're competitive, but we're not arrogant, we're not mean, at least in good markets at least in good markets. Now, I know some markets where people are cutthroat, but in the Atlanta market, we still care enough for each other to never be ugly. At least it was that way when I retired five <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I hope it's still the same now. But I think that that's what it is. At WSB, I worked there for 37 years. It's a family-owned Cox Media Group. It's a family-owned business, Cox Enterprises, family-owned. And that's been the feeling ever since I walked in the front door, that this is not just a business. We care about you. We care about what you do. We care about your involvement in the community. I was very involved with the American Heart Association, and so Cox also was involved in that. But then we have people who are very involved in um, making sure the environment is kept clean and safe. So we have a whole initiative around the environment. And I think that people forget, just because it's a business, they're not just there to make money. They are also there to improve the community in which we work. It's We're there. We don't want to say we just make our money here. We want to say we make the quality of life better for everybody who lives here. And that means you have bought into it. You know that this is your family. I love the philosopher, Loberg, who said, if all the hands that reach could touch. Because when you touch then you feel. And when you feel, then you care. And when you care, you do what is necessary to make the world around you a better place, not just for you, but for everybody. I've grown up watching WSB. <laughs> and I've grown up, I mean, I've seen all of your work. And something I really love is you made me feel and you make the viewer feel like they're there with you and they're important too. Well, that's why sense. we work. Exactly, because they're a part of that team. It's not just, I'm going to sit behind this desk and tell you no. what, but you bring people into it. Well, you have to do that as a journalist, and you've already learned that, that uh, you're not working for the TV station, really. You are working for the person who's on the other side of the TV. So the questions that you ask, the way you tell the story, that helps them determine who they're going to vote for. That helps them to understand the controversies that are going on in a community. You tell them why they need to care. You give the pros and the cons of the story, and then sometimes there is a third element where you have to use your critical thinking to help that viewer 
understand what's going on and to help that viewer make decisions that affect their lives. So you have picked up on that, that your best communicators are involved in their community, not only in how they report the story, but they go out in their community and they work as volunteers. They speak at schools, they judge contests, they do all those things. Like I told the young man today, you know, when you start working as a reporter and they call you to do a men's program in a Baptist church, you know, you're gonna wanna use that singing voice because in a black Baptist church, they like you to not only speak, but if you can sing, that makes it even better. But again, it's touching people where they are. Because then when you touch them, when something happens in their neighborhood, they know you, so they're going to call you. And I, I still say 90% of what you do to be successful in a market comes from how involved you are in that community when you walk off that news set, when you walk out of that, that studio as a reporter. Go and make a joyful noise. Yes. That's yeah. how you connect with it. When you're anchoring, it's not just, oh, I get to be on TV the most, <laughs> which I think is so funny now. But I've noticed that the anchors are the people that you want to invite into your home. Yes. Because they're the ones that you spend the most time with in the yes. past. And they're the ones that you trust. And they're the ones mm -hmm. that it's like seeing a familiar friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, it was interesting to watch people today as they walked up to John Pruitt and said, you know, I've watched you since I was a little kid. And they say that to me. And it's nice because there's that continuity. And that's the other thing. Justin Farmer and I. I've known Justin Farmer since he was 16 years old. And then I anchored with his father, and then I end up, before I retired, anchoring with him. But it's that passing of the torch. And WSB does that very well in preparing the audience for changes. And that, to me, also shows, tell you a piece of history. WSB was the first television station in the South, that's why it has three letters. But it was also the station that hired a black reporter when a segregationist was governor of the state of Georgia. Same year when Lester Maddox was elected. Put a woman on the air, Gloria Lane, white female. There were no women doing news when she went on the air. Turned around, hired Jocelyn Dorsey. Uh, she was an education reporter, but really was the first black anchor at WSB hired me to do the primetime shows, first woman and minority to anchor the evening news. This station has a history of not being reactive, but being proactive. Putting people in place, in positions, because the time is right, rather than waiting to see what someone else is going to do, and if it works for them, then I'm gonna follow. They have always been in the forefront of telling good stories, but also developing good people. Why is that important? It builds a loyalty. You don't see our staff change a lot, and that's where that family feeling comes in again, because we invest in our people. And I'll give you another example. When I retired, I could have, I came up here to Georgia, got my master's degree, and then could have just gone off in the sunset. But I was offered an opportunity to do something I did when I was a teenager, and that's radio. And it allows me to still tell stories, to pick and choose what I want to do, but then to play great R&B music in between. And I am still part of the Cox Media Group family, which is 
I was here for Tim today. Those relationships don't end when you leave. And I guess that's the other point I'm, I'm trying to make. That familial feeling and connection continues literally to death. When Don Elliott Heal died, who was the general manager who hired me, we all were there to celebrate his life. You go into this business to tell stories, to help people make decisions about their lives. But I also find in this business I have the strongest friendships, relationships, and family that rivals almost my own family. It really does. Because you all oh, really, I spend more time with them than I do my own family. And I think if you're going into this business, it's important for you to choose a station, to interview the station as much as they interview you, to really know who are the people, what are their ethics, that's real important, how involved are they in the community, or are they just about making money? You don't want to work anywhere where they're just about making money. You want a station that invests in their people and invests in their community when you're just starting out and you're thinking, I'm just going to try to get my first job and you have a two-year contract and it's like playing roulette to see where mm -hmm. in the country you end up. Sometimes it can feel really lonely or that oh, you're going yes. to be really lonely or I'm going to be really isolated and what if I end up on the other side of the country from everything I've ever known and loved? Well, you know what you do? You get involved in the community exactly. and then you form your family. Because when I came here from Louisville, Kentucky, I knew no one. But I knew two things, find a church and then find a group to volunteer with. And I went to United Way because I'd worked in, with United Way in Louisville, Kentucky. So between going to church and volunteering at United Way, it expanded my horizons. And then when I got on the air and people started asking me to come speak at their schools, I did that. And then it became churches and I did that. So the next thing you knew, I had a support group not also in the station, but a support group outside the station, which is important too. As we go out and we look for our jobs, whether it be in management or reporting or anchoring or anything, how do you think that we can remind ourselves to think proactively instead of reactively? My mother had a famous saying that I end my radio sh show with and that I grew up hearing over and over and over again, but it's so true. It's what you do with what you have that makes you what you are. Not who you are, but what you are. Because you know who you are. But what are you in terms of being a communicator? What are you in terms of being a journalist? What are you in terms of being a community-involved person, an activist, an advocate? And, you know, people like to make excuses. Well, I didn't, I didn't do this, or they didn't treat me this way. You need to look at yourself. It's what you do with what you have that makes you what you are. And it's incumbent upon you to take all the skills that you have and put them to work. But it's also incumbent upon you to make sure you don't get into what I call the I'm in television and I'm special because you're not. You're only as good as your last ratings. Because, I mean, exactly. We are, we're like the vessels for the stories that we tell. But what we forget is that if you do it well, they will applaud you. You make a mistake, those same 250,000 or 1 million people who praised you will cut your throat after that. Will turn just like that. Yes. It's a job. But in many ways for me, it was a calling.
And I think that's what it is for you. It's a calling. You're doing this not for the money, because <laughs> God knows, you know, in the beginning, <laughs> it hardly pays anything. You're doing it because you love to tell stories. You love to write. You love to interview. You love to get information. And you love to highlight people, places, and things. You have a natural curiosity. And you want to scratch the beginning off, you know, scratch and get down there to the nitty gritty, the base of a story so that you can tell it in a way that people go, I get that. I can support that. Or, uh-uh, I'm not having it. <laughs> and I think that's, you know that already. And as long as you remember that you're not working for the TV station, you're working for the viewer, the reader, the listener, you will always go into your interviews with what they want to know in your mind versus what you think you want to know. And, and don't be afraid to call up people who are involved and say, what would you ask? Because you can't know everything. And that's the other important rule. Just remember new information every day. I've been doing this now for 43 years, and I learn something new every day. Learn it from everybody. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I love about this is for that, that second that you're doing that interview, meeting that new person, you get to step into their world for a minute. And then you go back, but you can be in there with them. But you go back with a part of them with you. And sometimes what you hear, what you see, will change even your viewpoints on things. Sometimes I wake up a lot more than sometimes and think, do I really get to do this every day? Is this going to be a job I get to do? Now, don't get me wrong. There are going to be days when it's going to be absolute, oh, dull, boring, days. horrible days. When you have to work every Christmas and every Thanksgiving and every New you don't Year's. Sleep for 26 yes, hours. yes, because you're on breaking news. But then when it's over, it's exhilarating to know a story you did change to life. It's the best feeling. Yeah. Well, thank you so You're much. You're welcome. For thank you for asking me. During my conversation with Monica Pearson, I gave a shout out to Charlotte Norsworthy, a classmate of mine at Grady. And Monica talked about Timothy McVeigh, her station general manager at WSV TV. Thank you for listening to The Lead. This episode was produced by Nate Brammel and Noel Lashley, with special help from Keith Herndon, director of the Cox Institute at the University of Georgia. For more episodes with media leaders, go to soundcloud.com slash the lead podcast or find us on Twitter at the lead podcast.